Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. The story of Jesus, according to the Christian tradition, was that he taught until he was 33 years old and then he was sentenced to be crucified by the Romans and they in fact uh, made him carry his own cross and then crucified him and he died on the cross and in that death he healed the world now it's a very interesting concept the man considered the son of God by the Christians passed from this world. No different than any other man. And that passing had an effect quite other than passing. That passing healed the population of the world who took on the understanding of what he did and how he meant it. Now, that didn't stop people from passing, but it healed them of something else. It healed them of their burdens. It healed them of their sins. It healed them of their impurities. It healed them of their connection to the world. Now, Jesus did not have a connection to the world. He was already healed from that. But he went through the agony that he went through on behalf of the rest of the world. Um, it says something about agony and the fact that we have to go through some of that. But it also puts in perspective what healing actually means. Healing is the healing of the inner part of us. Healing is doing away with the diseases of the heart. Healing is resurrecting the qualities that belong to Allah. And Allah is the ultimate healthy one. Uh, Allah is the one without sickness, without death. And to join that place of no sickness and no death 
we need to be healed. Healed of our attachments to the world. Now, as we go through this existence, we are certainly attached to it. And it's appropriate to be attached to our life. It's forbidden, for instance, uh, to take your own life. Uh, this is a gift that's been given to us. It's a mercy that's been given to us. And we need to do what we can to keep this body healthy under whatever circumstances we're put under. <clears throat> we have to do what's necessary uh, to keep it healthy for a number of reasons. In order to continue the inner healing that we're involved in, in order to be able to continue to give unto those into the world that which we have the capacity to give. We need to be able to display Allah's qualities in the world. We were created so that Allah could see through our eyes. We were created in Allah's mercy because he wanted to have a creature, a creation, who could know him. So, in maintaining this existence, we maintain the purpose of creation. And there is a purpose for creation. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. So, maintaining our own health is a critical duty that we have and it's something that we must do but we also have to be able to understand that this health exists on a lot of different levels it exists on the level of the cells the structure of the cells but it also exists in the consciousness are you healthy if you're not peaceful? Are you healthy if you're full of anxiety? Are you healthy if you suffer with dissatisfaction of everything that's going on around you? Is this healthy? Well, we now uh, in the medical field not only have physical health, they discuss mental health. And mental health is a variation on beginning to find that place of hak reality inside of yourself where you can find satisfaction with all that exists because if you're unsatisfied you can't be healthy so we need to become satisfied and that satisfaction lies in Allah. Now, I remember when Bawa passed. 
And I remember that the first few days when he came back from the hospital, um, he was in and out of a coma. And at that time, it was not within my ability to conceive that he was going to go. I didn't think that it was possible. I thought this was some kind of uh, charade for us. And then, as the situation became more dire, uh, I became angry because I couldn't believe that this was going to happen and I certainly didn't want it to happen. But he didn't leave quickly. He gave us each an opportunity over a number of days to go through all these different feelings that we had about him and towards him. And finally, I began to understand that he was giving us to he was giving us time to resolve our attachment to him, and he was giving us time to actually give him permission to go. And <clears throat> I finally realized that he was going to go when two people from Sri Lanka who weren't there all of a sudden showed up at the door. And then I realized that the time had come. And that's when I knew this was going to happen. And that's when I understood I had to accept what was going to happen. And I did. And that's when there was this release, but it also contained an enormous amount of sadness and a lot of crying. But we went through it. And in facing his death, we obviously faced the inevitability of our own demise. Because if he was taken, everybody was going to be taken. And there was a time when we believed that the way of the universe was a little bit altered because he wasn't going to be taken. I mean, he was so old. He had been through so much. It wasn't going to happen. But it did happen. And he always foretold it happening. He said when he was gone he would be able to do more work than he could do now. But he went. So we had to deal with the physicality of all that, just as we have to deal with the physicality of ourselves and the attachment to the physicality of ourselves. And we are physical. No matter how spiritual we may be, no matter how we think of ourselves, we're still physical. And the physical is a cooperation of elements that under normal circumstances don't cooperate. And 
over time that cooperation between the elements inside of us begins to break down. Uh, it's called aging and a lot of other things. But this cooperative store of elements that walks around and moves and talks begins to fall apart. Just like cars break down and everything else that's put together. However, there has to come a time when we believe that there's more to us than this. And that which is more than this becomes the central point of our consciousness and the central point of our existence. In that space where we become cognizant of the non-physical reality of our existence, for instance, the existence in us that loves, the existence in us that feels compassion, the existence in us that feels mercy, the existence in us that envelops other beings as if they were ourselves, the existence in us that sees no differences, <clears throat> even though Physically, there appear to be differences. The existence in us that can transfer from body to body without any interruption as far as our own being. The existence that can see ourselves sitting in somebody else and feeling what they feel. When we become more and more cognizant of the universality of that existence, we become more and more cognizant of what true health is about. Ghazali called all the problems that man has, jealousy, anger, arrogance, diseases of the heart. Now, this can mean more than one thing can mean that you have a disease within the physical heart, but what it really means is that the heart is the seat of the soul, and the seat of the soul has somehow become diseased, and these are the diseases that actually matter. These are the diseases that we need to confront. And these are the diseases that can only be healed through our connection with Allah, through our connection with the Prophet, may peace and blessings be upon him, and to connection with the Shaykh. And these connections are the ones that we have to make stronger, make greater, be aware of, be conscious of, focus on, meditate on, integrate with, spend time with. You know, there are 24 hours 
in a day, how many of those hours or minutes or seconds are we conscious of Allah, conscious of the Prophet, conscious of our Shaykh, conscious of love, conscious of reality, conscious of haq. When is our conscience integrated with those things, with that excellency, with that highness, with that penultimate experience that our being is capable of? Or are we happy wallowing within the torpor that is the world that can consume hours and days and weeks and months and years without turning towards the truth and saying, Ya Truth, welcome into my being so that I can disappear into you. Ya Hak, Ya Reality. I, who am an illusion, step forward and give up gleefully to your preeminence. Ishmael or Isaac, depending on the story you read, came and laid down voluntarily, gave Abraham the knife, said, do what needs to be done. I'm ready. You know, the end of life happens. It's just a matter of a date. So even though Jesus, according to the Christian understanding, was crucified ahead of his time, he still passed. Even though Ishmael, or Isaac, depending on the story you read, was supposed to be sacrificed at the age of 12 or 13, he was still going to pass. It was just going to happen a little sooner. With the passage of thousands of years, it hardly seems to matter. Yet for each of us, each breath is precious and very important. And so it should be. And so we should think of it that way. But what's the purpose of our breathing? What's the purpose of each one of our breaths? To be reminded that Allah put that breath into us. To be reminded of the fact that it came from him and it goes back to him. And there is a great glory in all of that. And our focus needs to be on the glory. So what heals us? Glory heals us. And what is health? Being in that glorious place. Otherwise, we are ill. We are ill because we have diseases of the heart. We are ill because we have diseases of the elements. We are ill because we are attached to things that won't make us well. 
we are attached to things that by their inherent nature make us ill. So we need to find what are the things that make us healthy. And what we'll find is the things that make us healthy are not things that you can see, not things that you can weigh, not things, but qualities. Love makes us healthy. Compassion makes us healthy. Mercy makes us healthy. And what's the interesting thing about all of these things? In order to have them, you have to give them away. You can only have love if you give love. You can only have mercy if you give mercy. You can only have compassion if you give compassion. So who are the healthy? The healthy are the ones who give. And who gives to them? Allah gives to them. The one who has supreme health gives to them because he is never without. And he has constantly more to give. So the ones who give, get. For what reason? To give some more. So if you want to get into the train of receiving, first you have to get onto the train of giving. So healer, heal thyself. Healer, open yourself. Each of us needs to become a doctor. A doctor for ourselves and a doctor for each of those near us. We owe, owe kindness to the people we meet in our life. We owe mercy to the people we meet in our life. We owe compassion to the people we meet in our life. Why? Because Allah gave us those things and we need to repay them. Where would we be without his compassion? Where would we be without his mercy? And in recognition of that, we are indebted. We are indebted for everything that we have, everything that we've been given. It all came through his mercy. We are indebted with gratitude. We are indebted to him. And for paying back that debt, he rewards us with more mercy and more love and more compassion and puts us into higher and higher levels of consciousness so that we can come closer and closer to him. So this is the path that we've chosen and it's a path of health. It's a path of constant glow. It's a path of constant glory all in recognition of the flow that comes from that one who has everything and gives everything. May we understand that. May we become part of that. May our consciousness become more and more glorious 
as we reach towards Him. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil alamin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.